0: Hey there, welcome to season two, episode nine of the Paula and Joe Show. Here's a quick rundown of what you need to know. It's 24 minutes of raw business analysis and change talk. Time boxed, unedited, riffing. And when the countdown timer buzzes, we're done. I'm Joe Newbert and as always, I'm joined by my BAFF Paula Bell. How's it Paula? Please tell us what's up in this episode.
1: Hey, Joe, it's going well. How are you doing today?
0: Yeah, I'm right, right. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, I know you're going to talk about this here in a second. We've covered a lot of different topics throughout our season this year. Yeah. And so we're going to wrap it all up with a very special guest who's going to kind of bring it all together from a holistic perspective of mind, body, and soul. So I'm going to throw it back over to you to just give us a little bit of a summary, a synopsis of what we've Haven't
0: talked about this season so far. Okay, all right, let me do that. Um, I mean, we're we're, we're into episode nine, so we've covered eight topics before this. Um, Thinking back to episode one um, productivity, and we've covered health and purpose, meaning, uh, limiting beliefs, throwing in some work life integration, mental well being, and then we talked habits and burnout. And as you say, I think we're looking to sort of round it up now and to start actioning this, these choices, this life vision that we might have. Um, and as we stretch ourselves with these things, they're going to produce tricky moments, I expect, you know, uncomfortable moments. There might be moments of conflict where we're, what we're thinking, what we want to do is mismatching to other people's expectations. But to become our optimal self, we need to drive the change that we want to see, to not shy away, um, to influence the kind of change that we want. So who is it, Paula, who's going to join us today?
1: Well, we have the magnificent Danielle Turner. Danielle is a best-selling author, therapist, podcast host, and self-care advocate. She's also the CEO and owner of Inner Your Clinical Services LLC, plus the creator and administrator of the Inner Your Self Care private Facebook group for women. She holds a master's degree of social work from Springfield College and is a certified trauma informed individual and group therapist trained in cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy. And she's also a psychiatric clinician. Now, look, why am I going to mess up this word? <laughs> I'm trying to say it, y'all, clinician for Hartford Healthcare. Okay, if I said that wrong, you're just going to laugh at me later. I'm having a moment. You can also hear Danielle discuss a number of mental health and self care topics on the Purple Butterfly podcast with weekly guests. And I happen to be one of her guests. It's a wonderful podcast. And Danielle's mission is to empower others to work through mental health challenges and become the best version of themselves through self-care. Just a couple more things about Danielle. In 2021, she was named one of the the 100 Women of Color for Community Service in the state of Connecticut. She's also the co-author of Blessed Not Broken, Volume 4, The Power of Letting Go, and has created two workbooks, The Ultimate Inner You Self-Care Workbook and The Ultimate Inner You Morning Mindset Workbook welcome to our show, Danielle.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. It sounds like we're in really safe hands here, Danielle. Um, Yeah, this is going to be good. I'm looking to turn, you know, as I said at the beginning, we've covered a lot and of course that's created lots of ideas and it'd be really wonderful to try and turn that into some action to bring it together, you know, so that we can make a real shift in our life, you know, sort of design our life and, and create some lasting change around it.
1: Sounds good. Okay. So why don't I go ahead and kick us off with the first question, Danielle. And that question I have for you as we are rounding up the, this series for the year is how do we bring all our ideas, desires, and needs together to set a clear vision for our future life?
2: I, I feel like first we have to know what those visions are. We have to know what those goals are. We have to really have like firm set goals and kind of know where we want to go um, in our journey on life. And once we have those set and clear, defined goals, really put being an action taker is important having a positive mindset is definitely important and having a support system around you um who's going to keep you motivated and keep pushing you you know and kind of be that support that you need i'm very big on um having a business bestie someone who is in, in the similar field where you can collaborate cuz collaboration is is good all the time collaborate and you know brainstorm with or have working sessions and just someone that's going to support you who knows what you're going through and kind of has that similar background and those similar struggles when it comes to you know making sure that we're we're not even just setting our goals but achieving them as well
1: yeah she said something great there which i'm a huge advocate of too and it's having people around you but it's the right type of people around you to be supportive because some people are in your life for a season and as you are leveling up they may not be leveling up with you you might have to let them go and then move on to some other people so i'm just interested in support is is really huge as you said and having that support system or that business bestie how did have you identified that person, for those who might struggle with that, for those who might even struggle with collaborating and working with other people, how, what, are there a couple of things that you can recommend on building that support system or finding that business SD?
2: Like you said, Paula, one thing is you're going to have to leave people behind and you're gonna have to be okay with that. Sometimes we struggle with, you know, we don't wanna leave this person, but when you're going up, not everyone is going to level up with you. Some don't want to level up and they're okay where they're at. And that's fine for them, but if you're leveling up, then you have to keep going up in, you know, in your journey. So recognizing the individuals who are not moving with you is very helpful in building that support system and recognizing the individuals who Actually, are supportive to you or receptive to you, you know, and and show you some grace and some compassion. Those are the individuals that you build around you to support you. You know, I'm very big on if you red flags. Sometimes our red flags are like Vegas city lights, and where we just don't see them. You know, so if that person is not serving you, you got to exit left.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah, I like what you say. You know, the buddy system's great, but you know, putting the right buddy there is good. And as you say, leaving people behind, we might not see it. I think because these people we probably know quite well, we've probably already travelled a long way with them. So it's it's difficult, and we don't want to necessarily see um, that it's time to actually actually move on. But but one of the things you said before that was action setting. And I mean, you rightly said, you know, we we need to know sort of what the changes we want, what our goals, objectives, whatever we're framing them as are. But but let's say that, you know, we've identified the things that we want to shift in our life. We know what they are. How how do we put them together into a plan? I mean, what goes into creating a plan? What does it look like? What does a realistic one look like if we're going to bring about the change? Because I'm quite mindful that... We often have ideas, right? And we can still put that down on paper, but it doesn't actually mean that we're gonna take action around it. We can procrastinate and things. So what's your what's your advice around that?
2: I definitely having smart goals uh and, and breaking the bigger goals down into smaller pieces that are doable and realistic. I feel like a lot of times we have a lot of expectations. And so when we don't meet those expectations immediately, we then kind of get discouraged. And that's when the procrastination might come in. So really breaking those bigger goals down into smaller pieces that are realistic and um, obtainable. And then just going baby steps, step by step by step until you get to that bigger goal. And that's where you really have to be that action taker. Sometimes you have to push yourself out there. You have to do things when you're uncomfortable. A lot of times you're uncomfortable and you don't feel good about it, but you have to push forward, push through that fear because on the other side, a fear can be greatness, but we don't know and we won't get to that greatness if we're not that action taker and at least start with those little, little goals.
0: Yeah, no, breaking out uh, bite-sized pieces. Yeah, no, that's, that's good yeah. advice. Uh, another question I'd have around this is, um, you know, plans could be any length of time, right? It could be one month or, or five years. Do you have any thoughts around, like, what an, ulti- uh, an optimal length of time is that we can, you know, sort of make achievable?
2: I would say, like you said, it, it could be it could range depending on what the goal is um but if you're breaking those goals down in little pieces so let's say your ultimate goal is to i don't know have a franchise of a restaurant that might take you a couple of years to get that set up however those little pieces that you're going along the way to actually get that franchise those little ones are are is the timeline So maybe in the next three months, I'll have my business plan put together. That's a goal timeline, three months. Three months after that, maybe I've now put in some applications for some funding. You know, so I feel like the little goals can be shorter timelines to get to that maybe two or three year goal that you have.
0: Yeah. And the other thing I heard in there, you just dropped in milestones as well, I think, because obviously getting a business plan is quite a big milestone on the stage to get in your your franchise restaurant
2: yes yes yeah so those those little things those are wins i'm very big on recognizing your wins and celebrating those wins i think sometimes we think the wind is the ultimate goal but there's so many other little wins that we have along the way and we just kind of take them for granted sometimes
1: You know, that's a great segue into something I was thinking about as I heard you talking about on the other side of fear comes that greatness, it can be that greatness, and then recognizing your wins and celebrating them. What other techniques should we integrate to keep our mind, body and soul in balance? Because a lot of times we don't take that step back to think about and to appreciate those wins that we've had. I've been guilty of it. I just go right to the next thing and don't take a moment to just stop and say, hey, we did this, or I did this, or this was a great thing to just re motivate, recenter, re energize. So, what other techniques could we potentially integrate to help keeping our mind, body, and soul in balance, which will help us stay motivated in achieving the goals that we want to achieve?
2: Well Paula, you know my brand is all about self-care. like that's my that's my vibe. So really incorporating some really good self-care into your life in every area is gonna be instrumental. Setting boundaries with yourself as well as with other people is gonna be very uh, important for you to do to you know get to to that next level. but really taking care of yourself is gonna be important because if we're not sleeping, if we're not eating, if we're not taking time to rest and recuperate and relax, we're leading to burnout. And burnout is not a fun place to be, that's for sure. So we don't want that <laughs> at all. You know, so really taking care of yourself in all the areas. So mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you know, and just have your, your overall well-being in check. I think is really is it's important because we we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of anyone else or any business. A lot of times we are so burnt out because we're not taking care of ourselves that our business then suffers. Because how can I be productive and actually get work done when I'm stressed and tired or you know living off Starbucks? It just it doesn't work. So really making sure to implement some really good self-care skills in there, um, I think is is really, really important.
1: I love something that you said around boundaries, and I wanna go a little bit deeper on that. So this Friday will be my last day in the office for anybody. I take the last two weeks of the year off. That's a hard boundary. That's a non-negotiable boundary for me, right? Mm -hmm. So, but a lot of people don't feel that they have the ability or are are in control of making those sort of boundaries, whether it be at work, whether it be at home. So is there a piece of advice that you can give to individuals who really do want to do self-care, like you mentioned, want to take care of mind, body, and soul, and they want to set these boundaries, but they struggle with setting those boundaries?
2: Start small, the same way with with our smart goals, start small. So a boundary could be, I'm going to actually get up from my desk and eat lunch somewhere else other than my office. That could be a start of a boundary for you. And then it can, you know, go, okay, it's now 4.30. I'm leaving the office every day at 4.30, you know, in case it's an emergency or something like that. So really start small just to take care of yourself throughout the day. And then build up on you know that boundary setting
1: i love it
0: i'm I'm going to follow on this little trend that that paul has started with this with this question danielle (laughs) um I, i feel like it might be the same question actually asked in a slightly different different way or in a different context at least so I mean, as I shared at the beginning, some of the topics that we've talked about uh, have been like burnout, okay? You you just mentioned the word burnout. Um, And often, you know, we suffer from things like burnout because we haven't set the boundaries in in place, you know, we haven't protected ourselves. Um, I could look at one of the other topics on the pod of life integration, and uh, I think we all would like to have a different kind of life work integration to what we have, whether you call it work-life balance or whatever it is. Um, And we've also talked about mental wellness and things like that. So as we've gone through the pod, we've probably been thinking of areas in our life that we want to shift, that we want to change. And those ones are probably fairly significant. They're like lifestyle changes almost, you know, not just a change in job. But actually, I just want things to be better for me as a person. So... When we try and influence this vision that we have, and I talked at the beginning about mismatches and conflict with people, you know, if I want to work different hours or I want to work different days or I want to do different jobs because I don't like that one, it stresses me out, I mean tasks within within a company. How do we influence that kind of change with other people? How can we present a case to get them to buy into the kind of things that we want and the last part of this question is, is really about me being able to overcome whatever fear, doubt, and guilt I have about asking in order to push that boundary and, and have the person willingly accept that it moves.
2: I think, Joe, we sometimes have to accept that they are not going to be willing to be okay with our change in our lifestyle. And then we have to be okay with that. Not everyone is going to be happy for you. Not everyone is going to celebrate you. Not everyone is going to buy your products. Um, Nine out of 10 times, your family and friends are not the ones who are your biggest supporters. It's other people that you don't know out in the community. So I, I believe we have to be accepting that they may not be okay with it. And we have to be okay with that so then we can continue to push forward and make those lifestyle changes. Not everyone's going to come with us, unfortunately. Okay. And the people who are going to buy into it, they're already there with you. Like mm. they're, 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 there. they're the ones pushing you to say, nope, you got to make sure you're, you go on a lunch. You have to make sure you're leaving work. You have to make sure you're exercising, whatever it is. I feel like those people are already with you. The ones that you have to try to convince, they're not, they're not going to be convinced. So you're going to have to leave them where they're at.
0: Okay. Um. You're making me think now because um, there probably is a middle ground where, you know, people might not get it straight away. And, you know, once you've explained it to them a little bit better, a little bit deeper, whatever it is, ah, you know, I get that now or something might might be their response and might bring around more support. But what you're making me think about is um, our values, actually, our strengths, our values, our priorities and about being true to those regardless of whether other people are aligned with them or not. Is that sort of what you're saying?
2: Yes, I I agree 100%. I think it's very important to know our values and know what we want. And that's where we start to set those boundaries when it comes to our values. I, I agree 100%. Fantastic. Okay.
1: That was a good one, Joe. I like that one. The fear and the guilt. That was a good question. Well, here goes my question for you. I don't know if it's going to be as good as what Joe just said there, but (laughs) when we do find ourselves slipping into old habits or becoming complacent, you know, a lot of people start off real strong at the beginning of the year. They've made their resolutions. This is what I'm going to do. And then by March or April, they start to dwindle. By May and June, they start to dwindle even more. The summer, some of them even forget what they said they were going to do. And then they realize by the fall and the winter, oh my goodness, I have stuff that I need to do, right? So when we do start slipping into those old habits or becoming complacent of those things that we want to do, what can we do to get centered again? Mind, body, and soul. Know your why.
2: Why are you mm. doing it in the
1: first place? Because
2: if I say I can't even talk right now. I have too many thoughts <laughs> in my brain about. <laughs> Love it. <coughs> Beginning of the year is coming in, what, about 20 days, right? And what's everyone's going to the gym? That maybe will last for a week because you really don't want to go to the gym. You want the results of what happens when you go to the gym, but you really don't want to go. So you really have to think of your why. Like, why am I telling myself I want to go to the gym? And is that even realistic for me? Because maybe I can get those same results doing something else another way so knowing your why and knowing if it's your passion because if it's your passion then it's going to become your purpose and then it's not going to become you're going to procrastinate about or dwindle off with we all have our days where we just you know don't want to do anything or maybe we just don't want to work today that's great but if it's your passion you're going to keep pushing through because it's your purpose it's what you're you're here to do with what you're made to do but definitely know your why every time and when you start to slip back ask yourself why am i doing this
1: i 100 agree and that's one of the things that i speak on and teach on as well is understanding your why every time you make a goal what is the why behind that goal because that's going to help you to stay motivated And i also say that your purpose your passion is a child of your purpose because i've also found people who have passion about a lot of things but it's not their purpose like i'm passionate about baking and cooking but i am not supposed to be a chef i know i am not supposed to run a restaurant i would not do a good job doing that but i do have a passion around cooking and how it makes people feel but when you start to really uncover that why of why you're here, you'll start to uncover what your true purpose is and how those passions align with your purpose, and hopefully not slip into those old habits or becoming complacent. But let's say even if we know our why, and we tend to get into that state of maybe procrastination or or slipping into some old habits, is there any advice you can give for those who are pretty well grounded, but they still have those moments like life happens or something happens that's Mm -hmm you know, pretty intense for them and they start to go back into old habits. Do you have any advice for individuals like that?
2: I, I want to just piggyback really quick when you said about your passion with the cooking, right? So maybe you're not going to be a chef, but when you get to those spaces where you're procrastinating or, or lacking, maybe that's when you take whatever your other passion is and you use that for your self-care. So those days where you're just, exactly. mm, I don't think about do this, Get in that kitchen and bake that cake or make some cupcakes Mm -hmm. because that's gonna make you feel good and it's gonna fuel you up and it's gonna have a positive impact on you. And then the next day you go right back to it. So you're gonna fall off some days, put in that self care and then jump right back on the horse horse the next day.
1: Love it, love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, the, the, the buzzer did do its thing there. Our 24 minutes are up. Um, I'm sorry, it's flown by as usual. Um, thanks for joining oh us on flies. the pod. Yeah, it does. It flies, doesn't it? But thank you for joining us on the pod, Danielle. Um, something you said there, I think that last bit of advice was the one that stood out in the whole episode for me. Um you, you know I, I think it's difficult sometimes we, we want our passion to be our calling but maybe it is our our calling but we enjoy it but that was really really good advice I thought to say well if you you know if you need to step away from that main thing then choose your second thing because that's going to sort of re-energize you so thanks for sharing that that was that was great um, we'll get your social details in a moment but first uh, do you have any other resources perhaps that people could go to to help um, sort of take some action around their their vision and, and the things that they want to change in their life?
2: So I currently have a monthly self-care membership, um, and it is specifically geared towards those go-getters, those individuals who are trying to level up, the ones who are out here being action takers, because... We tend to be the ones that don't take care of ourselves because we're so focused on our business and all the other things. Um, So I have a monthly membership that I do where individuals can, it's on online, uh, phone, tablet, computer, go in, there's resources, tools, uh, PDFs, education. We do live Q and A's, a private Facebook group. Um, And then there's two different plans. So there's another plan where you can have some individual coaching as well. So Okay, that's that's one of my resources right now to help other go getters. Okay,
0: fantastic. Um, we'll get the link from you and we will pop that into the show notes. Right. Let me hand over to the queen of the Segway, Paula Bell.
1: (laughs) I love that. I will take that title. Okay, so (laughs) we talked about a lot of great things, right? We talked about how you might have to let some people go. We talked about on the other side of fear, there's greatness. We talked about how your passion and your purpose can fuel you and motivate you. We talked about how it's important to start small. You don't have to conquer everything at, at one time. Start small and build upon it, have those milestones. So you, we talked about great stuff today, great tidbits, in 24 minutes, nonetheless, but we talked about great things. Where else can people find you if they wanna stay connected and continue the conversation? So, on both Facebook and
2: Instagram, I am at InterU Clinical Services LLC. My website is interulc.com. And then on LinkedIn, I'm Danielle Turner. And you can always reach me by email at danielle turner at interulc.com.
0: Okay. Fantastic! Thanks. Daniel. Oh, and I forgot—I
2: I dabble in TikTok a little bit, so I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry, I didn't catch that. Won't you oh, repeat it?
2: I, I'm sorry. I was also saying that I dabble in TikTok a little bit. I've—I started that. So on TikTok, it's Inner U L L C LLC.
0: Okay, TikTok too. Okay, all right. Thank you. Um. Thanks, Danielle, and thank you for tuning in too. We appreciate your support. You can subscribe to The Paula and Joe Show on your pod player of choice, be it iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube and more. And if you enjoy the show, then please do help pass the pod by leaving a five-star rating. It helps us rise up the ranks, but most importantly, it helps other people to find the podcast too. If you're into socials, you can follow us on at FM over on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We're not on TikTok yet, but you can keep the riff going by leaving your comments over on the blog at 168.fm. That's the words one, six and eight, not the numbers. We'd love to hear your take on coaching the next steps. Danielle, Paula and I will join you there. Until then. Take care and keep growing.